Welcome back to Doable Discipleship. My name is Doug Jones. My name is Jason Wheeland. And this is the show that helps you grow. It is. If you're just joining us for the first time, this is a show that's put on by the Saddleback Church Spiritual Maturity Team, and it's designed to help you deepen your faith and walk with Jesus Christ through informative conversations like these, which yes. I believe today will be, uh, and then helpful spiritual disciplines that you can do in your own life. Today, we are having a very fun conversation with a buddy of ours, a friend who's just joined our team. You want to say more about him and how much you love him? Uh, I do. First, before we get to him, though, I want to say Happy Mother's Day. Uh, oh, good because memory! Because Mother's Day is this coming Sunday, so Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <laughs> and um, waiting for her response. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> just want to sh- to shout that out. And um, to all moms out there. Yeah. So as Doug was alluding to, uh, we are, are are welcoming our newest member of the spiritual maturity team here at Saddleback is Mr. Brandon Bathauer. Hey, hey. Uh, he's been serving at our Irvine South campus uh, for a number of years. And now he has uh, transitioned onto our team. It's, we're excited to have him here. And he gets to kick off this series with us um, on Jesus. Yeah, this is going to be a three-parter, so make sure you don't miss any of these three weeks. Brendan's going to be here <clears throat> helping us talk through who exactly Jesus was and how we can emulate him and begin to follow him in our, our lives uh, personally. And you might learn a few things about him that you didn't really know before. It might blow up some of your misconceptions about him. So it's going to be a lot of fun and maybe a bit of a uh, mind blow. This is going to be great. Yeah. Let's welcome Brandon. Well, we're back. Hello, Brandon Bathauer. Well, hey. He's here. <laughs> Thanks for How's joining us today. For sure. It's great, yeah. great being here. Your doable discipleship debut. Yeah, you guys made me follow up Tom Holiday. I appreciated that. That yeah. was really, really. Yeah. Easy. What could be easier than that? We thought it's the perfect follow up. Yeah, really yeah. appreciate that. That's great, guys. Well, you're the newest pastor on our team, and we're really excited to have you because we're a small team. And mm-hmm. so when we get a guy like you coming over to our world, it's like we feel like this major power up surge through our team. It we felt grew like, by like 25%. It felt like we leveled up as a team. It okay. felt like All we right. had grasped an infinity stone when you came onto our team. I really appreciate that. Non-spoilers. <laughs> this is a non-spoiler show. <laughs> this is a non-spoiler show. <laughs> show. We will not spoil Infinity War at all. Why don't you tell us just a little bit of your story before we jump into this Jesus stuff? Yeah, that Jesus stuff. Um, we're going to hear a little bit of my story as we dig into this, but um, I'm from a wonderful town called Rancho Cucamonga. One of the most exotic names in Southern California. Oh, it's it's wonderful. They have a great minor league baseball team. The the Quakes. The Quakes. The Quakes. Mm -hmm. All right. Tremor. I know Tremor. Okay. Yeah. He's a friend of mine. Cool. Um, On board. So, uh, (laughs) let's see here. Moved to Orange County about three years ago. Served Uh at Irvine South uh, as the the one-on-one pastor there. And and then I kept meeting you guys. And I was like, I want to hang out with those guys a little bit more. So, then I got a job here. Well, there's my story. <laughs> That's how that works. <laughs> That's very abbreviated. <laughs> Thank you. Sweet. Well, why don't you? Uh, uh, we're going to lead into talking about who Jesus was a little bit today. Do you mm-hmm. want to give us just a quick kind of overview before we dive in? Yeah. So you know, I think the thing about Jesus is like Jesus could be the most famous person in all of history, right? Um, at least modern history. And uh, we talk a lot about this guy. I think uh, we've studied a lot about him. We've uh, learned a lot about him. We talk about he died on the cross for us and his resurrection and then you know we take some nice stuff he said and turn into refrigerator Mm. magnets and feel encouraged but i think a lot of times i know for me personally uh, i think culture shaped my understanding of jesus far more than the bible did Mm. uh, far more than jesus did and 
it wasn't until a little, little bit later on in my life that I think I actually uh, almost felt like I met Jesus for the first time, even though I'd really grown up in the church. So mm-hmm. uh, I thought we'd take some time, uh, a couple weeks, to kind of say, let's dive into who this Jesus guy is, who he called himself to be, and uh, get challenged by it a little bit. Yeah. We're, yeah. We've, we're calling this, and you named this, I think, really aptly, not your Sunday school Jesus. Yeah. And I love that this is an opportunity to kind of break down some of the, maybe the wrong pictures we've had about him. Mm. Um, We're separated from Jesus by many thousands of years now, and it's easy for us to to get a perception of him that's just not true to who he really was. And we really need to to make sure we're we're, we're thinking of him as he really is. The world's longest game of telephone. (laughs) Yeah, passed down (laughs) and down. Over thousands of years. Loads and loads (laughs) of culture and and all that. So I, I know for me, yeah, I... I learned about Jesus about the same time as I learned about Santa Claus, mm. you know? And uh, for me, they kind of fit in the same category, these like mythological white guys with rosy cheeks who are real <laughs> smiley. And, you know, if you're a good little boy or girl, you'd get what you asked for. And um, and that was pretty much that. Mm. And, uh, and then I remember I was 19 years old and uh, actually opened up a Bible and thought like, okay, I've kind of grown up in the church, but let's find out like, what Jesus was actually about. And mm. I started reading and thinking, oh my gosh, this is so uh, so much more expansive and challenging and three-dimensional yeah. than I think I was originally um, taught. He's flipping tables? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, so I think that's, um, that was revolutionary to my faith. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it's a, a helpful thing for all of us to do is kind of pause and look back to who, who he was, yeah. who he is. Absolutely. Well, I guess let's let's start by talking about why we need to break past the Sunday school Jesus picture. Why the you use the word three dimensional? Why a one dimensional picture of Jesus Christ does not give us a really clear and accurate picture of who he was. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have an accurate picture of who Jesus was and is, then we don't actually have a very good model to follow, right? So we don't want to spend our lives as Christians trying to follow after some incorrect picture of who Jesus was. We want to follow him as he truly is. And there are a couple of uh, there are a couple of quick points to, to point out on that. First, Jesus saw himself, and those who followed him saw him as somebody who was a revolutionary savior and king. Jesus was a, a rabble-rouser. He disrupted status quo. He um, kind of flipped the script on a lot of people, and I know we're going to get into that in a little bit more detail, but one of, the, one of the big things that I would encourage everybody to take away is that Jesus came not to just um, spread sweetness and niceness all around, although love was certainly a hallmark of his mission, Jesus came and he turned things upside down. He flipped the script. He caused people to look at the world in a completely different way. And the second one is that people followed Jesus, not just because they wanted to get to heaven, but because of how he acted. He did things that were different from the things that anyone else had ever done. He did and said revolutionary things, and he challenged the norms. He challenged the the world around him, all the religious norms, the spiritual practices, uh, and even political stuff. He challenged everything. And so people followed him uh, for a complex set of reasons, not just for this one thing like, let's, let's, we just want to go to heaven when we die. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we boil him down to too much of the time. Yeah, I love that you use those words of like boil him down, because I think what often happens is Jesus gets so much caught up in the like doctrine boxes that we put him in. Mm-hmm. We don't allow him to be the, the real person that he actually was and is. Yeah. And when we do that, uh, amazing things happen. Um, we kind of use him as the means to heaven, yeah. right? But he was right. so much more. Um, I mean, let's be honest, like, 
you don't get murdered by a mob for just being nice to people, yeah, <laughs> right, or just getting them to heaven. Um, if you look at who Jesus had most of the challenges with, it was the political rulers, right? Yeah. The people had something to lose um, because he was representing almost a new political regime. Uh, he wouldn't say it that way, and it was way more broad than that. Mm-hmm. But then there's also the social and cultural leaders, the, the Pharisees, uh, as they were called, that had a lot of arguments with Jesus because, again, he was challenging those norms. He was representing a different way of doing humanity, even. Yeah. And that's a major challenge. Mm. Yeah, I think when you're talking about looking at Jesus and you want to get a clear kind of picture because like we're called to be disciples of Jesus. We're called to be followers of Jesus. That's literally what being a Christian means is being a little Christ, right? Yeah. So in order to really get that sense and do what we're called to do, it really means having to look and understand who Jesus mm. really was, what the scripture really say, mm. talk about how Jesus lived his life, right? Yeah. And And so often we get stuck in this idea of, of what Jesus did for me. Mm. And we're just so focused on that, right? But really what it comes down to is also just who Jesus was and moving beyond what he does for me, but also what, like, how am I supposed to emulate? How am I supposed to follow him Mm. as a follower of Jesus, right? If we talk about this, as you grow, you start to look at people and think about how different people have lived their lives a little differently. Um, a good example is like as a kid, if it's all about like what people do for me, then you, you know your hero is the is the ice cream man that comes down the street. Yeah. You know you hear the tune, you race out, and you're like, he's here, my hero. <laughs> he comes with ice cream and gumballs and all sorts of stuff. Gumballs, huh? You know the gumballs that come on the ice cream, oh, like the yeah. pink oh, panther yes. ones, super or, cold and hard. Yes, yeah. that take forever. You know, cavity forming. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, but as a kid, like that's where you run to, right? Mm, yeah. But as you get a little older, you really start to look at people differently, and you start to look at how people like at what people stood for, at what they were striving for, at how they lived their life on a mission, if you will, right? So as we look about Jesus, as we grow in our faith, grow in what it means to be a disciple, it's moving beyond just the, what did he do for me? But it's also the, it's learning to appreciate what he stood for. Yeah, It's learning to appreciate um, how he lived on his mission. And then, oh, by the way, we're called to follow in that mission. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When I think about like my parents, for example, that yep. I deeply appreciate. Shout out to my mom. Happy Mother's Day. There um, you go. <laughs> there it is. Made it happen. Uh, you know, I think about not just what they did for me, although that is a wonderful place to start and kind of return to every once yeah. in a while along the journey. But uh, as my as I mature, I grow in greater respect for them by what by by who they are and what they stand for. And I'll mm-hmm. I'll tell you, I think one of the best ways. Uh, that, that we can grow as followers of Jesus. Like one shift of question that mm-hmm. I think can make such a difference if we want to grow by leaps and bounds. I think it's this, to shift from what do I get from Jesus to what can I do for Jesus? Um, how can I take part in the things that he stood for? That's such a different question. Mm. And I think it really can set a fire kind of in our, in our maturity. Yeah, absolutely. And to answer that question, we've got to deal with the question, why was Jesus sent? What exactly did he come to accomplish? So just take a moment, all of you out there listening or watching or engaging however you do, just stop for a second and, and ask yourself this question. Try to come up with one or two answers. This, the question is simple. Why did Jesus come? Why do you think? 
my guess is you probably said something like, he came to die on a cross to save me. He uh, came to defeat death. He came to, as you said, give me a ticket to heaven, you know, to get me to heaven when I die, that kind of thing to bring us eternal life. But we can actually find the answer really concisely and clearly if we look at Luke chapter 4, verses 42 and 43, which I'll read real quickly. It says, At daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep him from leaving them. But he said to them, I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to other towns as well, because that is why I was sent. It's a really operative phrase there, right there. Yeah. At the end. He puts that clause on there, and it pretty much... It pretty much seals it. This is why I was sent, in order to preach the good news of the kingdom to other towns as well. So he's saying, to everybody, the news of the kingdom must be spread. That's why I came. Yeah, this good news of the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. So like, there's a lot there, right? If, if that's a very clear statement, right? This is why I've come. And <laughs> Flashing you, lights. This is it. <laughs> right. We call it Look declarative. Yeah. <laughs> and isn't it crazy? Like, I remember when I first read this, when I was 19 and growing up in church learning about Jesus, I was like, wait, wait, what? What? Good news of the kingdom of God? What is that? Yeah. And um, we'll dig in a little bit next week to kingdom of God. But starting out this, what is this good news? Mm. What is this good news that he came to proclaim? Just to clarify again what you were saying, Doug, Jesus never claimed his mission was about getting people into heaven. He didn't really say that, though that's one of the wonderful results yeah. of his mission, right? Uh, that's that's really good news that we get to spend eternity so. with him. Yeah, yeah, I like that part that's, of it. That's a very nice part. <laughs> but he came to proclaim this good news of the kingdom of God. So what is it? Uh, yes, it results in eternal life with him. Uh, yes, it was him defeating death. But it's really this thing about, about kingdom of God. So as we think about what this good news is, I think it'd be really helpful um, if we back up a little bit in this chapter, that was Luke chapter four, let's just back up to really how he starts his ministry. Mm. I think that's always a great place to start to find out like, what really is this good news that he's talking about? Again, it has to do with eternity, it has to do with heaven, but I think it's more three-dimensional than that. Mm. So as we learn from the sound of music that start at the very beginning. Yeah, very, very good. good place to start. Everybody yeah. loves an origin story anyway. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, this is in Luke 4, 16 through 21. Uh, He had just been tempted, and this is the first, really his first recorded sermon. Um, And uh, and it goes back to his hometown of Nazareth. Here's what Luke 4 says. Jesus went back to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up. And as usual, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath. All right, synagogue was like the place you meet church, right? When he stood up to read from the scriptures, he was given the scroll of Isaiah the prophet. He enrolled it and said... The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has chosen me to proclaim good news to the poor. Good news right there. What is that good news? Well, the Lord has sent me to announce freedom for the prisoners, to give sight to the blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to say, this is the year the Lord has chosen. Now, this is a scroll written 700 years before, right? So everyone knows this passage. They're really interested in this passage. The interesting thing is what Jesus goes on to say. Jesus rolled up the scroll, handed it back to the man in charge, and sat down. Everyone in the synagogue looked straight at Jesus. What is he going to say? And then Jesus said to them, what you have just heard me read has come true today. Yeah, I think what Boom. Is, I think what's left out there was the part where it says, "And Jesus dropped the mic. drop the mic." Yeah, one yeah. of the greatest mic drop moments, or the scroll at the very least. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. He handed it back. He was courteous about it. Yeah, 
what was that you dropped? It was a mic. Trust me. It'll come up. It'll make sense in 2,000 years. To say I am the fulfillment of the scripture I've just read is an extremely lofty claim. And this scripture particularly, for for the Jews, this was everything they knew this passage up and down this was equality and justice and peace this was the shalom that had been sought after and jesus says this is happening today yeah what a statement yeah that's so cool so like as we as we have that text in mind i think it you know our next thing that we got to talk about is what do we learn from jesus out of that Mm -hmm. out of out of reading that right and the first thing that we learn is that jesus isn't afraid to claim to be the solution to the world's problems, right? He (laughs) says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has chosen me to proclaim good news to the poor. The Lord has sent me to announce freedom for prisoners, to give sight to the Mm. blind, to liberate the oppressed, and to say, this is the year the Lord has chosen. He's saying, "Uh, hey, that's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's coming, and it's come true today, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, obviously, Jesus doesn't care to uh, make some people mad. He yeah. doesn't care to, uh, uh, to peeve people, we could say, about this. And, you know, as we saw, everybody looked to Jesus. Everybody's like, what did you just claim? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, uh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> you it's heard all, They were probably numb for a moment before yeah. they could Silence. gather themselves. But this goes back, this actually ties back to something that we covered in the How Jesus Fixes Everything mm-hmm. episode that we did uh, many mm-hmm. weeks ago, which we can link to. Um, but it's this idea that Jesus is listing all these issues, you know, uh, come to take you to heaven, sight for the blind, all these all these things combined. But it gets back to the what we pointed out in that episode, which is that Jesus is the solution to the one big problem that yeah. is the source of all the others. Yeah. It's a big statement, yeah. but he can he can make the claim because it's true, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and it's it's funny if you keep reading on, and I'd urge all the listeners and watchers to to do that uh, to actually like keep reading on because it's really interesting. This is real nice in so many ways, right? This is right. good news. Yeah. yeah. But then what happens is that Jesus says, "Hey, you know what?" Uh, this good news is not just for you guys, for the Jews, it's actually for everybody. In fact, there were times of need in the past where God didn't just heal you got you insiders. Yeah. He actually cared for the outsiders. Right. And it went very quickly from like, we love this guy. He's Mr. Whoa, whoa, good whoa, News. Whoa, whoa, whoa. To yeah. like, we're gonna throw him off a cliff. That was that <laughs> that was the start of Jesus' ministry, was almost getting thrown off a cliff. Yeah. Because he's the talking, first of many attempts on his life. <laughs> yeah. it, he's talking about serving the entire world with this. Yeah. And that's always going to be bad news to some people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then I, I think the, the, the final piece about this that I think is really interesting is that, um, and we're highlighting this point a few times, but it's an important point, is that Jesus' good news, as we can see here, doesn't just impact eternity, right? It's not just a good news for something after we die. Hmm. It's meant for today's realities, the the inequality in our world, the yeah. the blindness we can all feel and experience, the oppression that is in our society. Jesus is saying, "Hey, I'm not just a solution for uh, your soul after you die. No, I'm I'm coming to bring rightness mm. to all of that." Yeah, and that suddenly again makes the the good news three dimensional in so many ways, yeah. and helps us understand what our mission really is. Yeah. <clears throat> Well, one thing I know as we kind of uh, draw to a close before we start getting into doable steps and stuff, one thing I think that uh, that this focuses on is that Jesus should not be referred to as a was, but as an is, that Jesus is present tense. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. is not, he's not just someone who was active, he's someone who was very active, but who continues to be active today. He's accomplishing a mission even now, yeah. and that 
we as his followers are engaged in that same mission, that he calls us to join him in that. Like we have a role to play. We're part of the task force, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, um, we have this beauty of uh, being that task force. We are then called, again, what you were saying, Jason, of like, uh, if we change that question from what does Jesus do for us to what can we do for him? How can we take part in what he's standing for? Uh, suddenly the good news is good news because we get to go uh, be bringers of this mm-hmm. of this gospel. Mm-hmm. We get to not just uh, lose all worry about the after-death stuff, but also uh, have kind of a fight today about the injustices in our world, mm-hmm. um, the inequality, the blindness, the oppression. Yeah, I think that's a big point. It, Jesus, he started this challenge, like, he came and he said, guys, I'm challenging everything that you think of regarding being blind or broken or hopeless, or, you know, is he saying, I'm here to liberate Mm -hmm. you from these issues, right? And in many ways, he's saying, your salvation begins now, Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like, look at what I come to offer. As you said, it's not just the after death stuff, Mm -hmm. it's the here and now stuff too, right? Yeah, Yeah. and, and... the church in following Christ hasn't track record of of seeking to bring about many of the same things that Jesus himself sought yeah. to do. You know, uh, the church and healthcare have very often gone together because yeah. there's this desire to meet not only the eternal spiritual needs of people, but the recognition that the needs of today are very real. Mm-hmm. You know, ultimately the eternal need is the greatest of all. Yes. We get that. But there are very real needs that are here today. Mm-hmm. There are causes of the fall or there are effects of the fall that we feel now that... Uh, as a part of this mission, we can help to reverse. We can help to, as you said, make right what went wrong, at yeah. least to, to the extent that we can. Everything from court systems to education to, yeah. uh, like you said, hospitals. These are all things that have kind of come out of this desire to say, we want to be a part of Jesus' good news and gospel right. here. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, should we talk some doables? Let's talk some doables. That is all the right. name of the show. <laughs> right. As we like to say, the show is called Doable Discipleship. Always good to end with that. That's true. I mean, just look how big that is. That's real nice. Anyway. Right? Hanging over Brandon's head. Yeah. Uh, Well, look, don't take our word for it, people. Let's uh, start by going back and reading Luke chapters 1 through 4. Read the origin story. Uh, Never just hear us talk about passages on the show and be like, isn't that nice? Go and read that stuff. We, We want to always encourage you. One of the first and foremost doables that you can ever do in any episode is go and read the passages that we've been reading from so you can get a more robust picture. And it would be very helpful for you to do that in this case, especially because we're starting off a three-part series today. So if you can begin by reading these passages of Scripture, again, Luke 1 through 4 would be great for this week, then it'll set you up for our future discussions as well. So get out of here and do that. Yeah. But don't leave until you hear don't these Don't leave, we just got a couple more. <laughs> uh, get out of here in a moment. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Dig into Scripture and watch Jesus come alive. Uh, I think the second thing is, Figure out some way this week to actually proclaim the good news. Uh, proclaim the good news, which means mm. find a way to bring some freedom into someone else's life or uh, some sight. Maybe there's a little bit of misunderstanding, uh, maybe some hope, maybe some peace. Maybe it's a coworker, and uh, you know they're just really confused about yeah. maybe a relationship that they have or maybe it's about their job. Mm. Man, just a moment of bringing a little bit of clarity to that. You know, you're taking part in the good news. Isn't that a cool thing? Yeah. 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 And it doesn't have to be this big grand, it doesn't necessarily have to be a, 
Jesus loves you, and can I pray with you right now to right. receive him? It can be as simple as just reassuring somebody and letting them know there's hope. Mm-hmm. Something as little as, I'll pray for you. I believe in God, I'll pray for you. Or Like we talked uh, in our Q&A episodes with Pastor Tom a little bit about this the last couple episodes, which you should go back and hear about, you know, we can we can spread the good news in small, Absolutely. little ways just by being, just acting Christianly in front of the people around us and loving them in the way being that Christ did. little Christ, yeah. as mm-hmm. we mentioned. Yeah. So think, I would encourage you to think small. Think yep. of small ways Absolutely. to do that. Yeah, um, and as we start up this conversation on Jesus and looking at him and looking at what he said and what he did, it's always a great ba- or a great place to go back and get some doctrinal understanding of Jesus. So you can uh, watch the Foundations videos on Jesus, which are linked in the show notes below, mm-hmm. and uh, and you can hear just a bit more about his about his life and about the doctrine. Um, which is, that is surrounding Jesus. Another thing yeah. to do. Guys, we want to end with a kind of a, a question <clears throat> for you. So we want to say, how can your life look different this week because of who Jesus was and is? So take that and mull it over. Sweet. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Big welcome to you, Brandon. We're well, looking forward to the next much. episode. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. If you're a podcast listener and you enjoyed this episode, consider giving us a rating or a review on iTunes. If you do, you'll help other people find us in the future. And if you're thinking, hey, listening's great, but is there a way I can watch these episodes? Yeah, there is. Subscribe to the Saddleback Church YouTube channel for video versions of these conversations, plus lots of other video content. And if you're already watching us on YouTube, subscribe to the podcast so you can listen in the car or wherever else you go. Lastly, you can always get in touch with us by emailing maturity at saddleback.com. Send us your thoughts, send us your questions, your Bible questions, your life questions, whatever. Who knows, your question just might inspire an upcoming episode. Thanks again for tuning in to Doable Discipleship. I'm Doug Jones, and I hope you'll join us again next week.